welcome to the Bougie and the Bogan, a podcast about two best mates trying to survive their 20s. Every episode we'll be discussing the challenges that all of us face in our 20s, with some sneaky insights into how guys and girls really think. As well as revealing a few questionable decisions that, let's be honest, we've all made. Yeah, true. (laughs) Hi guys, welcome back to the Bougie and the Bogan. I'm the Bougie. And I'm the Bogan. And thanks for tuning in to another episode. This is our second episode today. We just released our first one. And today's episode is kind of like a part two to that one on online dating. So if you haven't already listened to that one, make sure you go tune into that one first. Before we get into today's episode... We're just going to do a bit of a weekly recap. So I'm going to ask you, the Bogan, how's your week been? My week's been pretty busy, actually. I've uh, used our strategies we implemented last week, and I've definitely been using that message a lot more and getting a lot more success. Mm, sneaky plug there. Yeah, low-key sneaky. <laughs> Not even that low-key. Make sure you go listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been sending the same line to different matches, and be- I've been getting interesting results. I This week ran into... Just to clarify, this is the four out of your your four out of ten line. Yeah, the four out of ten. Last episode, okay. So this four out of ten line has given me probably I'd say a higher success rate than what it did uh, prior to the recording. Mm, so just for some comparison, like what are what are the numbers we're looking at here? Pre and post using that line. Ooh, okay. So before the episode, I'd say it was probably at best twenty five percent. Mm. Now it's around probably 75%. Wow. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. I'm actually impressed. Yeah, so was I. Wow. I didn't know that we had that success in us. Yeah. Well, actually, funnily enough, with that line, I encountered my first bot with it. Oh, really? Yeah. So the bot, to start with, I didn't know it was a bot. It was a good bot. Like, it had eight photos. It had a bio. Like, I thought this chick was legit. This bot was legit. This bot was legit. Right. Yeah. This bot has, like, done its research. Oh, Yeah. The AI is getting smarter. Skynet's coming for me. (laughs) Basically, the bot shit on my opening line, (laughs) which is common. Girls do it as well, like out of banter. So I thought, okay, we're on here. So you just thought that this was just another typical girl. Yeah. Yeah. I thought like this line was working. I was like, okay. And then literally the next response was, I'm barely on Tinder. I don't want to be on this anymore. I'm going to delete it after I talk to you. What's your number? And I was like, fuck, this chick's forward. Sounds realistic. It does. Yeah. I see that on lots of guys' profiles, though. Like, they text me, like, hey, how you going? And then they say, hey, I'm really on this. Like, check my Insta or whatever. Yeah. Maybe they were bot. Maybe you fell for a bot. All right. So what happened? Did you did you give them your number or did you ask for their number or did you reply or? So I did. I replied with my number. And within about 15 minutes, I get this text from this mobile number going, I'm going to read it out. So this was, this was the response from the bot. Hmm. It's Caitlin. Would you add me on this dodgy link that literally was tinderti.com with some random numbers and letters? So I, to put it in context, we sort of did bring up that I did a bit of criminology last, like last week. I did study criminology mm-hmm. and my degree discovered ways to find out legitimacy of links. I mean, look, I haven't done a criminology degree and I can pretty much tell you that that link is absolutely rubbish, but... Well, I literally Googled it. I want to hear about your investigation. So I figured out what the fuck is Tinder TI. Yeah. No response. I was like, okay. So I couldn't find the host platform for this Tinder TI. So I background checked the mobile number that it came from. I'm not the first person that got fooled by the bot. The bot's (laughs) number wasn't smart enough to change the mobile number. Looked it up, did a background reverse number, and someone's been fooled by it in Adelaide. Look, 
I'm not surprised. Guys are dumb, especially guys on dating apps. They're willing to believe anything for a conversation. Yeah. And now I'm literally on Tinder and I swipe away and I'm like, you know what? I can get hurt by a bot again. I'm, <laughs> I'm ready to be open. My heart's ready to be hurt again. <laughs> Look, I just hope that the other, the other 74% of your success is from um, a human. I hope so too. Hope they seem is. human. So to clarify, your weekly recap is that you thought your line was working okay until you found out that you were talking to a bot. Yeah, I think, I feel like <laughs> once you go online, online dating, you haven't made it till you've successfully been bamboozled by a bot. And I feel like now I've made it. Wow, yeah. good on you. Thank you. So you've had quite a productive week. Yeah, I've had a very busy week. <laughs> so Bougie, have you done anything exciting? Um, I also feel as though my week has been pretty productive. I actually um, just came home tonight from getting my eyebrows done. Well, I wasn't going to say anything, but they look fab. Thank you. We are in New South Wales here and spas opened up this week. So, of course, being the bougie that I am, I made myself an eyebrow wax and eyebrow tint appointment. And I'm feeling back to my old self. So that was definitely a highlight of the week. Other than that, I actually have a date tomorrow night. So I've spent the majority of my week preparing for my date. So Bougie, where'd you meet this guy? I actually met him on Hinge, funnily enough. Really? Okay, so other than the eyebrows, what else do you need to get done? Well, look, I'm not going to lie. I went a little bit extra for this date because it is my first proper date. Like, it's a dinner date. My first proper dinner date since before this whole COVID thing. So I went a little bit bougie and bought myself a new dress. Also, the shops have just opened in New South Wales, so it was kind of an excuse to go shopping as well. Got my eyebrows done. Other than that, I spent probably 20 minutes tonight shaving my legs, exfoliating my legs legs moisturizing my legs and then tomorrow I actually haven't had a haircut in like six months so I was like why not take this opportunity to get my hair all nice for it and yeah I hope he appreciates it this is why the guy needs to pay for dinner that's all I'm saying (sighs) this is why you are called the bougie because (laughs) bitch you bougie You know what? Like, you got to treat yourself now and then. And it's a bit of excitement in my life. And, I mean, it's probably more exciting than talking to a bot, so. I don't know. We'll really disagree because <laughs> that bot was a great combo. <laughs> but, yeah, no, that was pretty much my week. Other than that, I just had some, um, some uni stuff to do. Guys, the other really exciting thing that happened to both of us this week is we just posted our first episode. Literally about 20 minutes ago, it went live, which was super exciting for us. And we're already receiving a few DMs and a few kind of comments of support. So I just want to say thank you so much for those. And we're really going to try and work really hard to get a proper schedule going and to kind of keep getting content out to you guys. Um, Once again, our Instagram is the bougie and the bogan. So please give us a like and a follow and let us know any kind of ideas that you want us to talk about on the show. And we were really excited to hear how excited you guys were um, about the new episode coming out. So yeah, we just really appreciate all the love. Yeah, guys, keep it coming. So Bougie, what are we talking about this week? So as I mentioned before, today is kind of going to be like a part two to our first episode, which was on online dating. Kind of centered around dating during COVID, but also just generally like kind of the do's and don'ts when you're using dating apps. So we thought it would be interesting today to kind of go from there, but go into more of the juicy stuff in terms of like, um, I guess, how to start conversations, how to keep conversations going, and even hopefully how to end up scoring a date like I scored for tomorrow night. Weird flex, but sure. So like, is this episode like the peach because it's going to be very juicy? So basically what you're telling me is you're going to teach me how to date this week. Pretty much. And any other guy or girl out there that is kind of struggling to initiate conversations or kind of make the first move or you've kind of been talking on a on a dating like platform for a while and you're not really sure how to kind of move 
it to, you know, getting their number or getting their Instagram or even just kind of if you're unsure about how to move it to the next level of just chatting to either a video chat, phone call or even meeting up for a date. Yeah. Oh, bargain bots ready. (laughs) So I guess the first thing I wanted to get your opinion on was when is it too soon to ask someone that you're talking to on Bumble or Hinge or Tinder or any kind of online dating dating app, when is it too soon to ask them for their number or for their Snapchat or for their Instagram? When is it too soon to initiate moving to kind of a different, more, I guess, more permanent platform? Great question. I personally like to wait about a week and mm-hmm. keep the conversation going because as a guy, the amount of times you get ghosted is a joke. You know, you keep the conversation going for three to four days. You're like, oh, yeah, this has got some promise. And then the girl drops off or I've even dropped off in the past. I wasn't just feeling the conversation. I was like, this just doesn't seem going well. So I just dropped off. So you almost kind of like wait those extra few days to make sure that this girl is actually keen and genuine to talk to you and keep a conversation going before you kind of try to move somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. Because you know, I just want to make sure that there is some sort of back and forth because we don't really know each other and it's weird. Yeah, I get that. And you don't want to like get someone's number or give give your number out if it's not going to have any chance of going anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Look, I've already given my number out to a bot, so it's probably on some illegal website. <laughs> yeah true no I'm the same I think that's that's also true of guys like sometimes I'm talking to guys and after three or four days the conversation kind of naturally drops off I think a week is good but I do think it depends on how long you're talking for in terms of like how much you talk per day what you've been talking about you know if you've talked I guess consistently for that week or if it's been on and off because I know even like from my experience sometimes I don't check my dating apps for a couple days and it's not anything to do with the guy or who I'm talking to, but it's just because I've been busy or because I've been doing other things. Um, so I guess in that in that kind of scenario, I would naturally leave it a little bit longer. So it's probably been like a week altogether yeah. of conversation. Yeah, that's fair. So about seven days of every single time you conversate. <laughs> every single time you conversate. <laughs> yeah, so about seven days every time you converse back and forth. Yeah, I think so. But I do think that, you know, we talked about this a bit last week. I do think that in the first kind of couple messages, you kind of, for the most part, get an idea of what the person's intentions are anyway. So I feel like, you know, from the first kind of couple of messages, you can kind of tell if you're going to be talking for that seven days and if it's going to go anywhere, if it's just not going to, not going to happen. Yeah. So basically you're sussing out the root and boots and the date and mates. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. I think that's a really good way to look at it. Okay, so you've been talking seven days consecutively, mm-hmm. and the guy goes, the guy wants to take it to the next step. Mm-hmm. Would you prefer if he asked for your number, for your Snapchat, or some other like messaging service like, I don't know, WhatsApp? Fuck, he could Zoom you. Mm, I do not want to swap Zooms with anyone, that's for sure. Um, to be honest, I don't have a preferred platform, and I'm never going to say no to someone based on what they ask. Unless they ask me for my Zoom. Please never ask a girl for their Zoom because that's weird. I just want to Zoom on in. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be a long episode. It's going to be a long fucking recording session. This might be like, you know, a part five or six series kind of thing. Yeah, we just don't even be talking about Zoom all day. No, more based on the help that you, you need, I think. But then I can literally go, Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. Oh my god, the cat's here. My cat, my bougie cat just walked in. He actually is very bougie. I told you to lock him up. I didn't lock him I'm not going to lock him up. If he goes on, this uh, episode is proudly sponsored by the bougie cat. He actually, guys, I need to like post a photo of him or something sometime because he's actually the most bougie cat in the world. Um. Okay, so. We will um, call him 
we should give him a name. Bougie Cat? Is it really? What is that like? Bo-Cat. So, okay, okay. Bucati. Oh. We all know where the bones find that, guys. Yeah, guys, can you uh, <laughs> send us a suggestion for the cat name? Because clearly I can't think of any. Oh, my God. So I feel like if a guy asks me for my number, he's a little bit more serious. For example, the guy that I'm going out with tomorrow, he asked me for my number. So I kind of got the impression that he was more keen to just kind of meet up sooner rather than later and go out properly. Whereas if a guy asks me for my Snapchat, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It could actually be quite a good thing. Because ideally, I would not go out with someone in person until I'd seen their face or them not through a dating app picture, if that makes sense. Like almost a live version of themselves, just to make sure I'm not getting catfished or, you know, to a lesser degree. And this happens more often. The guy just looks nothing like he does in his dating dating app pictures, which unfortunately happens a lot. And I'm really? sure I'm sure it happens with girls as well. But yeah, so for example, actually, I had a funny story. Um, a couple months ago, I was talking to this guy. We'll call him Charlie. I was talking to Charlie, and he was really lovely. He actually took a similar approach to you, and he put a photo of a dog in his dating profile. So that was a really good start for me. And this photo of his dog and him was a gorgeous, gorgeous photo. And he looked really, really cute, really, really lovely. And we were talking for a little bit. Anyway, so we were talking for a few days and then Charlie asked me for my Snapchat. Mm-hmm. And so I gave it to him. And I kid you not, within 10 seconds, he sent me a snap and I had to do a double take because I did not recognize this guy in Snapchat. It wasn't even like they were old photos. Like it literally looked like a different person. And I was like, what? This is really, really weird. And funnily enough, I had actually told a friend about it. Yeah. And she was saying that she had also matched with Charlie and the same thing had happened to her. He got her Snapchat and she found out that he looked nothing like his photos and she deleted him straight away, which is unfortunately what I did as well because I don't want to waste anyone's time by talking to someone that I'm not into. Um, So I think in that sense, Snapchat can be really good because it kind of, it's almost like a screening. It's like a screening tool before you go out with someone just to make sure that they are legit and they're kind of what they seem, they're what they, they, you know, project themselves to be, you know, on dating apps. So I think that's a really, really good test. So basically what you're trying to say is Charlie is a serial catfisher. Can we call him Catfishing Charlie? You know what? Like, I think it's bad enough that we can. Yeah. And I was kind of like, should somebody tell him? Probably. Mm. Is that somebody going to be me? No. Yeah, you don't want to do that. No. He did seem like a nice guy, but it's just like, unfortunately, dating apps are quite superficial. And if, yeah. you know, it's not what I sign up for, then it's going to have to be a no from me. Yeah, that's fair. So... Let's say I'm talking to a girl mm-hmm. and we're not on Snapchat, we're on phone. We're just texting, you know, on iMessage. Yeah. I don't want to get catfished. Yeah. Do you have any strategies to minimize it? So in terms of if you are wanting to go out with a girl but you haven't got her Snapchat or she doesn't have Snapchat, maybe it's how you can kind of avoid getting catfished on the date. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Like how do I avoid yeah. my own Charlie catfishing? So funnily enough, I was actually talking to a guy a few months ago who had an answer to your question. We were just chatting about like past dating experiences and all that kind of stuff. And catfishing did come up and he was telling me that he has been catfished before. 
Wow. So I asked him like kind of about that and if he does anything now to kind of prevent having that experience again, because honestly, it's a pretty, when you're actually catfished properly, not in the case of Charlie, but properly catfished, it's a pretty shit experience. Mm. And, you know, if you, if you can avoid it, you know, you should definitely try to. But what this guy told me is he now, um, he now asked the girl to send through a photo of herself with a specific object. Like, so, does he randomize it or does he pick it? I think he, I think he said he's a teaspoon. But I think as far as I know, it can be any object that is specific enough that you can't Photoshop it or find it online or whatever. Um, because even when you're talking to someone on Snapchat, there is a way for them to use saved photos from their camera roll yeah. um, and send it to you. So they essentially, they could be catfishing you. And what it does is it just makes sure that, you know, you are genuine, you are real. And I was kind of thinking about it. If I was asked to send a photo like that, how would I feel? Because at first I was like, oh, I would feel really weirded out and everything, but kind of like reflecting on it I would probably actually feel okay with it and Mm. willing to do it because it shows that the guy is genuine he's not asking for anything inappropriate or anything Mm. but he just wants to make sure that I'm genuine just as much as I want to make sure he's genuine Mm. so I mean you could try that approach yeah I guess as well if a girl messaged me and said hey like send me a photo of a spoon I'd definitely send a tablespoon or a teaspoon because I wanted to know that I'm big spoon Okay, but like, what about if what about if a girl sends you like you know a fork? Does that just mean she wants to fork you? Uh, I feel like we're getting slightly off track here. Or what Logan's about pulling out the big jokes? Or what about a knife? Does she want to stab you? Like, uh, I'm not against it. Anyway, look, going back to our original kind of point of, I guess the pros and cons of the different platforms. So I do think Snapchat's really great in the sense that I can get an idea of who they are as a person. Um, a bit better than just words can. And in that in that way, I don't mind Instagram either. Yeah. Um, the only thing I don't like about Snapchat is that it doesn't save stories. So if you're talking back and forth, sometimes you're like, oh, what did we have prior? Especially when you go on the date, you're like, all right, what did we talk about before this? Because mm-hmm. especially if you're talking to multiple people, it's like, did I have this conversation with this person? <laughs> oh, my God. The amount of times that has happened to me is ridiculous. Yeah. You can do like a 24-hour save on Snapchat, but nothing... Yeah. Nothing further. Um, but yeah, that's a good point. That's why text is quite good. Um, but yeah, I'm never gonna I'm never gonna say no to a guy for the particular platform that he asked for. Yeah. Um unless he like asks my Snapchat and then just sends dick pics, then no thank you. Um but if you know you can talk on any of them, so I think that's fine. Mm. And maybe maybe it is that's why I think I prefer talking via me- like just normal phone messenger mm. because like I can still do the strategy as well. I could literally ask her just to send me a photo. Mm. But then I guess, I guess you don't know if it's Photoshop. Like you really got to roll the punches there. She could Photoshop and send it. So but, you would ask for the phone number over anything. Yeah. And I guess okay. maybe I could try your strategy and be like, I guess you could eventually move. I could try and move it onto Snapchat and make sure I'm not getting catfished. I always think I would do it the other way around. Go Snapchat I would first. ask for their Snapchat. Make sure you're not being catfished. Yeah. Have a light, casual conversation for a couple of days, see if it lasts, and then move on to something a little bit more serious and ask for their number. I think that's the way I would go. Yeah, okay. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so we've been talking via Snapchat or via our phone message of whatever, let's say for a week. Is that enough time before I ask her out on a date? Um, I think so, because if you kind of put together the you know, talking for a week on the dating app and then yeah. talking for another week on the, um, you know, other platform. That's two weeks of talking to someone, which to be honest is actually probably longer 
you know, that's a longer amount of time talking to someone than someone that you meet in a bar or something um, that's that true. you ask out. So I actually think, you know, even, you know, from like two to three days after getting their Snapchat or their number would be fine, presuming that you're talking kind of regularly. Because I think if you do leave it too long, you do run the risk of either getting friend zoned or it kind of just fizzling out. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that I found, especially during COVID and that really peak time when no one was allowed out of the house except yeah. for essentials, the conversations that I was having um, with guys were really nice, but unfortunately, just because of the time, they kind of just fizzled out. And even if we had initiated a date, I don't think we would have had anything exciting left to talk about. And you mm. want to save enough stuff to be able to have a really exciting first date and have some topics up your sleeve so that it's not like you're going and meeting this person in person for the first time, but you know everything about them. That's just a bit boring. So I do think, yeah, probably any time between three and five days is a really peak time to ask them out. I mean, I just say, let's just pay some respect for our fellow boys that didn't quite get the end goal (laughs) sorry guys it wasn't anything personal it's just unfortunate pandemic errors so yeah I do think there is like an optimal time and I almost think in this case it's actually better to do it a little bit quicker than leave it too long right okay so I've got to wait about three to five days is the peak time yeah like Mm. waiting for a package to be delivered three Mm. to five business days I think it's our ideal sales window Yeah, and you know what? As a girl, if I'm not comfortable with meeting up with that person yet, what I will typically say is, hey, I'd really love to meet up with you. I'm busy this week. How about we meet up next week? And that way you've secured the date, but you've given yourself a few more days to talk to the person and to make sure you're really comfortable Mm. and really sure about it. See, I like that the girl initiates a lot more in that respect. Like, it's good that the guy initiates, but it's so much more effective when a girl initiates. A, because it shows she is keen, Mm. which is quite uncommon. (laughs) Or at least for me. <laughs> for the bogan it is. Yeah. Unless you're a bot, then I'm like, woo. <laughs> so when you say that you like girls initiating. Yeah. Do you mean like fully you would love it if a girl asked you out? Or do you just mean they initiate a specific time after you've asked them out? Because I know as a girl, I would never ask someone out. And not because I don't feel comfortable, but just because it's just not something that I would ever consider. Because I automatically think, oh, the guy, the guy is the person who asks, yeah. who, who does the asking out. For me, I'm six and a half, one or the other. Mm. Like, I don't care if she asks me or I have to ask her. But even if she just, in, like, puts like a little hint out there, you know, like, hey, like, I'm free this day. Perfect. If you come up to me and say you're free, I will drop everything to be free. I'll call up my boss and be like, hey, I'm sick this morning. If I can't get a shift covered, I'll be like, help, help, help. I'll message everyone I know just to get something done. This was actually something that we were talking about when we were um, prepping for this episode the other day. I actually totally forgot about this, but um, we were talking about, yeah, girls initiating and kind of what happens if a girl suggests a specific date, because I've always suggested a specific date and just assumed that if the guy can't do it, he'll just say it to me but that's never happened because the guy's always been like oh yeah I can do that date but what I didn't realize and the bogan was telling me is that guys will literally drop everything to go on a date with you if he likes you well I mean if he's like initiated it yeah if he's kind of said you know like are you free to catch up would you like to catch up and you suggest a specific date he will drop everything everything girls everything it's actually insane 
Yeah, I'll dog the boys if I have to. I've gotten in trouble from my mates for doing it. You'll dog the boys, you'll dog your job, your yeah. family. Any commitments are non-existent. If a girl says yes on Tuesday, I want to hang out with you. I will drop everything. I don't care if I get no sleep that night after work in the morning. I will 100% go. That's so cute. It's a little sad. No, I think that's really sweet. I kind of would like to think that the guys that I've been out with have had that same mentality and kind of dropped everything to, to meet me and to see me. 100% out. Oh, that's nice. A little bit of Gucci-ness. Gucci-ness? <laughs> what are you trying to say? A little bit of, little bit of goodness for you. In terms of, like, a specific game plan, though, I actually want to pass this over to the Bogan because, again, when we are talking about this episode and kind of the things we wanted to talk about, we started getting into this conversation of the ultimate date-initiating game plan. And when the Bogan brought this up, I was a little bit sceptical, as I'm sure you guys are going to be as well, based off what we know about the Bogan and his dating history. But guys, I'm actually really impressed with this plan. So I want you to share it with everyone. Get your notebooks out, guys. So you wait until Sunday evening, Mm -hmm. specifically between 7 and 9. Okay. And you send her a text, hey, are you free this week? So why Sunday evening? Great question. You go Sunday evening because she's generally meal prep throughout the day for upcoming week, and she's thinking about this upcoming week. True. Yeah, that's true. And I suppose, like, Sundays as well, like, Sunday nights specifically, like, you're less likely to be out busy with friends as opposed to Fridays and Saturdays, and you're more likely, yeah, like you said, just to be kind of at home, just having it, like, a relaxing night, getting ready for the week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. And she will reply back to you if she's interested with a free day. You make sure you're free that day. Ah, so this is the bit we were talking about earlier where the guy just gets rid of all of his commitments. Yes. Any one of his plans out the window for this girl for this one time that she's free. Yeah, look, I'm not. I'm ashamed to admit it, but I've said goodbye to the boys in the past. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I feel like they'd understand that. You've, you've agreed to the date. Mm-hmm. Now what you want to do is you want to lock in the time and location. Yeah, makes sense. So you literally message her and it really depends. You've got to read the vibe. If you're vibing with her, I like to lock in an evening and somewhere to drink alcohol Okay. at a bar. Yeah. Or if I'm not vibing her and we're like, I'm just not sure, I'm just not feeling it, I'll catch up with a coffee. Right. So you kind of have like two date options. Yeah. And it's kind of based on how well you're vibing with her. Yeah. And I suppose that makes sense because like if it's a coffee date, you're more likely, like if it's not really, you know, a good vibe or you kind of aren't really feeling things, it's a lot easier to kind of get out of than going out for drinks at night because you can kind of say, you know, you've got another commitment on or whatever. But when you're at drinks, you know, at 7, 8 p.m. at night, it's kind of hard to make up an excuse. Exactly. It's that classic line where, you know, you've got to get your mate to literally like call you and be like, it's an emergency. I've got to go. And you're like, fuck. Yeah. It's so obvious that it's a shit day, but. Yeah, I had a few of those. Mm. Anyway, so you kind of, so let's say you are vibing with this girl. Yeah. And you go down the alcohol drinks route. Going to a bar. Mm-hmm. So I would like, I ideally like to lock in seven yep. because it's not too early. It's not too late. I'll say, are you free seven? And I will always pick in the city. The reason why I do that is because it's easier to travel to and from. Yeah, that makes sense. Especially if like, you don't really know where the girl lives. I guess it's like a, it's like a safe bet. Exactly. To get there. And I also feel like, I mean, from my personal experience, it's really nice to have a place agreed that I know and I'm comfortable with. Mm. Just in terms of like, if it does, you know, go badly or I have to leave early or I'm not comfortable, I would much rather be in a place that I'm familiar with and I'm comfortable with getting around on my own 
than having a guy say, you know, come to my neighbourhood a million miles away that I've never been, that I don't know the area. I would find that a little bit more, I guess, intimidating. Yeah, that's a good point. I've never actually thought about that like that. I just picked the city for convenience. Yeah. Well, no, I actually think that's really important for a girl. Oh, learn something new. There you go. So we've locked in the time, we've locked in the location. Now this is when you can basically drop off, you know, drop off for a couple of days. Completely? Oh, it depends girl to girl. I've dropped off completely and then picked it up, you know, a day before the date just to be like, just to check in and make sure it's still happening. Mm. But in these quiet periods or in this low time, I'm just creating a little mini plan. Okay. So there's more to this plan. Yeah. This plan gets deeper and deeper. <laughs> okay. Let's hear So what I do is I pick a bar that's my top three, in my top three. It's never your top one, but it's either your second or your third top pick. So I'm assuming here as well we're talking about top bars for dating, for romance, because I feel like there's places you go with the boys, yeah. there's places you go with the girls, yeah. and there's places you go with dates. So we're kind of narrowing on that category. Correct. And going for like the top maybe two or three. Yeah. So I actually, funnily enough, I have bars for mates, for yeah. dates. So then once I've picked out my bar, which is either my second or third top pick bar. I have a question. Yeah. Okay, you mentioned seven, which I agree is a good date time. Not mm-hmm. too late, not too early. Mm-hmm. But I also think that's a really confusing date time if you're talking about drinks, because I don't know if that means drinks and food or just drinks. So do you kind of let her know beforehand or like what's no, what's I, your plan around that? I don't let her know anything. The, the best dates, I believe, are the ones with the most surprises inside. So I will literally meet at six, la la, I'll meet at seven. Yeah. I will, in my game plan, In my planning phase, I'll actually pick out two to three restaurants near this bar so that when we meet up, I've got a couple of places we can go. You know, like I might go, hey, are you hungry? I always started off like this. So we meet at the train station. I always go, hey, are you hungry? And she goes, yep or no. If she goes, yep, I go, oh, are you in the mood for German food? Like I'm in the mood for a couple of beers and, you know, we could get some, we could uh, share a schnitty or whatever you want to do. Yeah. And if she says no, I'm like, all right, how about, you know, I've actually got a couple of backups just in case, you know, just in case she's vegan or just in case she's vegetarian. I've got... I was going to say the last girl you and I was vegetarian. Yeah. Very important to have backups. Yeah, it is. And thank goodness I had actually had an Italian place picked out because Italian covers vegan, it covers vegetarian. So I was very lucky. I feel like Italian is honestly the best way to go for first date just because there's so much variety yeah. on an Italian menu. There's always going to be something that you like as opposed to something a bit more niche like a particular Asian cuisine or something like mm. that. Unless you've been discussing it, then that's when you would drop it, obviously. But yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. But yeah, so now we're on our date. I've got the plan. I've got the bar, some food backups, and I've got the spot. And the best plan to execute is to not let her know you actually have the plan. <laughs> so you put all this time and effort into this plan. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of like when a girl goes to all this effort to look really nice yeah, um, and really pretty and everything, but the aim is to look like she hasn't really tried. Yeah. And that's basically it. The reason why I like to come up with this plan is because I know before the date, the girl's worried about her makeup. She's worried about her hair. She's worried about what she's wearing. She's spending all this time before the date to look her best. Literally me this week. Get ready for this date, guys. Also buy a new dress. 
Yeah, exactly. So you're spending all this time getting ready. Why don't we just spend the time to have a plan to actually do stuff? Like, why do we have to rock up to this allocated time, allocated date, and then improvise? It looks shit. You know, it does, and you can tell. Like, even though I get that you're trying to come off that you haven't planned excessively every little thing. Um, you can definitely tell when a guy has, you know, taken the time to put in the effort, even just like booking a restaurant or knowing which bar to go to or having a yeah, exactly. like having a backup if something's full or busy or closed or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Once you've got your plan, you've got to make sure it's not obvious and you just go from there. And honestly, once you've got those two things, just vibe it out for the rest of the day, you mm-hmm. know? Like I like to have a third option where we can go if I'm feeling out different parts of the day. Like I've actually had an observatory picked out where a girl was like, you know what, it was I actually so with one particular day, I had the observatory picked out and karaoke. And when we were talking, I put both into a conversation to find out which one she was vibing more. I was like, mm. oh, what are your thoughts about karaoke? And she's like, oh, I'd only do karaoke when I was super drunk. And I was like, mm. okay. Because they're very different yes. dates. Yes. That's like, a good way of, like, sussing out kind of what kind of girl or what kind of guy you're dealing with or you're a bit more extroverted and willing to kind of, yeah, engage with that more outgoing activity or whether they rather something a bit more quiet and a bit more chill. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so I... In- I implement both those two additional ideas just to find out which one she vibes with. And I've had girls, exactly, I've had girls go, no, karaoke is a great idea because A, it just breaks that wall even further. You know, you've had that couple of drinks at your bar, you've eaten, you've already started vibing and, you know, you just wanted to see what each other are like to make a fool of each other, especially with that extrovert. We just want to have some fun. Yeah, exactly. Or the observatory, you know, it's, it's dark, it's just used to, you know, you're on the hill, you're overlooking the city, you know. Yeah, I know, I know. We'll leave. I'm not going to go into any more details. I'm a gentleman. Get a bit naughty there. Yeah, we'll get naughty. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's really nice. It's like a nice way of including the girl, but not, I guess, not making it feel like she has to be initiating it and coming up with ideas. I exactly. Really nice. And I think, yeah, given the amount of effort that girls do go to for first dates in general in mm. terms of the makeup and the hair and the outfit and you know, all that kind of prep, I think it's nice that guys can kind of put their own bit of effort in in their own way to kind of prepare for the day. I think that's really sweet. Oh, yeah, exactly. And it's actually interesting. I thought this was happening a lot more frequently as well. I <laughs> My mates and stuff, the people I sp- and spend my time with have actually told me, yeah, this is what you do. But I've been on dates with girls. I'm like, you know, what do you think? And they're like, I've never seen someone take so much initiation. You just knew exactly where to go. You know, it just seemed, and this was their wording, you know, it just seemed like all the pieces fell perfectly that was my planning she didn't know that <laughs> but she thought that it just all the stars aligned and here she is thinking you know it's destiny but it's not i just had the fucking it's my plan it's my plan i think it's so nice and honestly i haven't really had that much experience with that kind of guy um like i went on a date a couple of weeks ago and this guy was really lovely but he his kind of plan or approach was to let me decide um so he was kind of like look I'm willing to book a place for us to go but I want to know where you like to go and what areas you like to go in and as lovely as that is I would much rather a guy just take complete control and initiative over the first date yeah because it shows that he's willing to kind of put a bit more effort in and also I do have to kind of touch on the fact that generally this is very generally speaking and I know a lot of people have very controversial opinions on this but generally the guy will pay for the first date yeah 
or the majority of the first date. For example, if you go for dinner, the guy might pay for the dinner and the girl might pay for drinks after. But I would never want to choose a restaurant or a bar that is accidentally out of the price range that the guy is going for. So I think that's another reason why it's really good and kind of reassuring that a guy picks where we want to go. Because it shows, okay, I'm comfortable with this price limit. Because that can be really awkward if he's telling you, hey, book whatever restaurant you want. But you don't know what, you don't know this guy, especially if it's from an online dating site. Like you haven't met him. You don't know what he's like. Mm. You don't know the kind of guy he is, how much money he's willing to spend. And it's, it's kind of uncomfortable and it's not really the best I don't think it's the best start to kind of put your best foot forward. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Okay, so that's the game plan. Yeah, that's my game plan. I love it. I think that's actually a really good, smart, well-thought-out game plan. Um, In terms of the, I guess, two kind of options of, you know, that more extroverted kind of mm-hmm. style of date with the karaoke versus the more kind of chilled, relaxed mm-hmm. style, I know you said you kind of base it on what the girl seems to be more oriented towards Mm -hmm. and what her personality seems to be more Mm -hmm. like. But I guess I'm just wondering, like, in terms of your perspective, just speaking for guys out there in general, what do you think is the better approach for a first date? Do you think it's more that kind of activity-based day where you've kind of got something to do and it's kind of that, I suppose, that fallback thing that, you know, there's something to talk about, something to bond over, a common interest in case things do get awkward? Or do you think kind of a more relaxed state such as you know drinks or I suppose even even dinner or going for a walk or something um, where it's more just you two is kind of the better option for a first date well I think personally the best first date is drinks or coffee you know meeting up face to face so you can talk Mm. because for me I want to be able to converse with someone yeah and if I'm not feeling it you know I know I'm not going to go back but Mm. an activity is better in my opinion for the second date because Mm. the first date you get to judge each other's characters and the second date you get to almost judge each other's competitive levels you know I like someone who's a little bit competitive you know it gets a little bit fiery when we do shit you know I don't want like a plain Jane who's just gonna you know be very sit on the side yeah do anything yeah you know like do any yeah like and I feel like being competitive is also like one of the best ways to flirt like yeah it makes flirting so easy and any activity like I don't know like bowling or mini golf or something like that you can bring out that competitive side yeah. and I do feel like that's probably better for a second or third exactly because then you can now you've actually discovered each other's characters you mm. discover the banter because the competitive side builds the banter you talk and smack you know you're um getting each other's faces you're getting flirty but also you know mm. personally i actually agree with that but that's just based on the fact that i'm probably a more introverted kind of person yeah so for me i don't really know too much about bars and drinks i love to go out and, and you know go for them and everything but typically in my experience the guy will kind of plan the first date kind of implement one of your game plans mm-hmm. and then if there's going to be a second it might be a little bit more in the girl's control exactly 100 percent. i like it like it's a game of tennis you know the first one i serve and then she's going to return it back yeah like i'm all for guys kind of making the first moves and everything but i'm also all for balance and, yeah you know equal amounts of control and exactly effort i think that's super important in establishing any sort of healthy relationship 
But yeah, for me, initiating a date, I would feel a lot more comfortable initiating an activity-based date. Yeah. Um, just because I know more about it and it's a lot more comfortable for me to kind of bring up rather than asking a guy out for dinner or something like that. Yeah. So I think, yeah, both of them definitely have pros and cons. But I think at the end of the day, like, you want to know that you can get on with the person and you want to know that you can talk to them and connect with them without, you know, I guess like a all those kind of bells and whistles and distractions and everything. You want to know that you can connect with them as a person. Yeah. And so I guess if you want to know that, then the best way to do it is to have one of those kind of more chill dates where it's just you two and just getting to know each other. Yeah. And the best part about there's no stock standard way to have a date. You know, you can go from the chill date and then you could have an activity like, you know, karaoke. You can even do putt-putt, you know. Yeah, you can see the night cool. Yeah, exactly. Or you can do it vice versa. If you've got like an activity first and you met for putt-putt, no one's stopping you from only doing putt-putt. You can't go out and have a drink. You can't go out and have food later. Like there's no time limit on afterwards. And I actually love those kind of dates. I think it ties back to what you said about the whole like the best kind of dates are unexpected. Yeah. Where you kind of go and maybe you meet for a drink or you meet for a coffee and you just find that you click yeah. and it kind of ends up being like you know a five or six hour date because yeah. it ends up, and I've had a few of those and those are definitely the best dates I've ever yeah had. just the ones where you kind of go and you're like I don't know if we're gonna get along I don't know if anything's gonna come from this and then all of a sudden you know the night's gone and you just yeah and you're like where did all this time go what did I do yeah yeah no I love that yeah the other thing we were going to talk about I guess before we wrap up is going back to I guess the current dating climate mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, like we said, we're, we're from Australia and here I feel like touch wood, the peak of COVID is behind us um, in terms of we had quite a strict lockdown um, where you could only kind of go out for like necessities or essentials. But now they're definitely easing off and things are becoming a lot more relaxed. But I guess I wanted to just touch on for anyone that is perhaps in a different stage of COVID or just wants general ideas about how to go about, I guess, adjusting to this new dating climate. Yeah. And yeah, like what kind of dates we can do, you know, in the world right now. Yeah, that's a great point. I feel you've probably had a little bit more exposure to, you know, dating during COVID than I have. I only went online and did an online date a handful of times. Mm -hmm. Guys, I was kind of like low-key a serial dater during the peak of COVID. Just because, I don't know, I feel like, I think I mentioned in the last episode, I did have a breakup um, at the very beginning of this year and I kind of just felt like it was my time to get back out there. And I was like, I'm not going to let COVID stop me. I mean, obviously I was sensible, but yeah, I did, I guess, engage in those kind of new dating practices like video calls and, you know, socially distanced dates and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I gave it a go and I hated it. (laughs) I couldn't stand it. It's just weird. It's just, you know... Like I said last week, I'm a better person face-to-face. You put me with that barrier with the phone and it throws me. It just throws my vibe. It was a very interesting and intimidating process to go through. My first FaceTime call with someone was bizarre. Yeah. He he was a really nice guy and everything, but, yeah, we had been texting for a couple of weeks and all of a sudden one night he was like, hey, do you want to FaceTime? And it was such a foreign idea to me. I was like, why? Like, what could we possibly get out of this? And I mean, I'm going to be honest, the first five minutes were very awkward and I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to be looking. I just was kind of a mess. But it was actually a really rewarding experience because I ended up talking to this guy mm, probably for a couple weeks, um, wow. video chatting, you know, every couple nights. Oh, so this was more constant. 
this became a constant thing and I really got to know this guy very well we chatted for hours hours not every night but a lot of nights just about our days about what we were studying you know how we were finding everything you know past relationships wow it almost felt like it was a relationship in itself that and we kind of I kind of felt like we learned all the stuff about each other that a couple would learn in the first three months of dating yeah and it was all fast-tracked and condensed into these couple of video chats wow because obviously when you're video chatting you're very you're very limited all you can do yeah. is talk you can't go out you know for drinks you can't go out for activities yeah all you can do is sit there and get to know the person. I guess. And I guess the thing that threw me is that I'm used to having a couple of drinks. It'd just be sad if I'm sitting there drinking by myself. Um, We did drink. Oh, really? <laughs> we actually had, not the first time, but at the end of the first conversation we had um, on video, he essentially asked me for like a wine date over FaceTime the next time we spoke, which I thought was very sweet. And he actually, the second time we spoke on video chat, he actually made a little picnic basket for himself. Wow, that's cute. In his room. And yeah. um, it had like a couple of beers and some chocolate and stuff. I had some wine and some chocolate. And it was very sweet. So once you clearly got a little bit more comfortable with this guy, you know, you got over that first awkwardness of virtual dating, you know, FaceTime and all that. Yeah. Did you ever meet him personally or was it only ever virtually? We did. It was actually quite a while afterwards just because that um, initial video chat was kind of, I think it was around March, which is where everything was just starting to really spike up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there was no chance of seeing him in person for a little while. But I think it was probably about a month later. Okay. Um, and that wasn't video chatting every day for a month or anything, but it was, you know, a couple times a week or, yeah. or texting, you know, once a day or something. But he eventually asked me to go with him for a walk and walk his dogs with him. Yeah, how'd you find that? Um, It was a very different date to anything I've ever been on. It was good. It was a very different date to anything I've been on before, obviously. Yeah. And it was quite bizarre seeing someone in person that you essentially knew. You knew, like I knew in depth about him i knew about his past relationships i knew about his family Mm. i knew about his culture his religion i knew about what school he'd been to i knew about what he was studying yeah i knew this guy so like when you met him personally was the attraction there yeah that's a really interesting thing it's kind of hard to i guess gauge attraction over video chat and over texting yeah um so I wasn't really sure about that. And I knew we got along really well. And I knew that we, yeah, like there was a good vibe between us. But before meeting him, I didn't know if there was an attraction there. And I think after meeting him, to be honest, what ended up happening with this guy was we kind of went more down the friends path. Yeah. And I I do feel like there was an attraction there. But I almost feel like as you know, rewarding as that kind of video dating experience was in terms of really forcing me to open up emotionally and mm. really connect with someone before doing anything with them or even any activities in the outside world with them. It was unfortunately almost too long, I think, where we hadn't really had that chance for a physical attraction to build yeah. and it had kind of just fizzled before. Yeah. Um before it kind of got got its chance, which is unfortunate. So but COVID killed that sort of relationship. Yeah, like I just think it probably dragged on a little bit too long. And yeah. that's, I think, why I said earlier that, in my opinion, it's almost better to ask a girl or a guy out perhaps a little bit sooner than you would. Yeah. 
um, if you thought about it a little bit more, just because it's so easy for that stuff to fizzle out online. Yeah, because you've got that sort of extra barrier, you know, the attraction needs to come face to face. We're not designed to like fall in love virtually. Yeah, but saying that, I actually had a very similar experience with another guy. We'll call him Sam. Yeah, Sam's the man. Sam is the man. So Sam is actually the guy I'm going out with tomorrow. And we had a very similar experience where we kind of started talking when COVID was kind of at its peak. And while we didn't video chat, we did phone call a couple of times. And we had a couple of definitely not as many as me and this other guy yeah um but we had a couple and they were quite long and yeah it kind of gave me the chance to get to know him Mm -hmm. um on a more personal level but luckily for sam he asked me out and we kind of met a bit later into covid yeah so he asked me out when we hadn't really gotten to know much past the surface of each other so yeah so almost so do you think sam was smarter and was able to like long game it and like periodically you know only talk to you limitedly to try and extend the duration? Yeah, we definitely talked a lot less frequently than um, this other guy and I did. Um, We kind of only texted once a day. Yeah. As in one message each a day. Yeah. But it was a longer message of kind of like a few different types of conversations. And yeah, he transitioned the phone call to the in-person date a lot quicker. And a a big part of that was the fact that, you know, restrictions had eased a little bit. But it was a similar thing where he asked me out and all we could do at the time was go for a walk. Yeah. So we went for a walk. Um, It was like a bush walk and it was really nice. And I did feel that attraction there. Mm. But, you know, being the time it was, it was a socially distanced date. Yeah. Which I can't say I love. Yeah. Um, It really tested me and him, I think. Um, But, yeah, the attraction was strong enough that we were able to have a really good time together, get to know each other. And about a week later, he asked me out on a proper date, which is what I'm going to tomorrow. Yeah. So, Sam the man's definitely going to win you over, huh? Well, we'll see. But it was nice to kind of like, even though, you know, COVID kind of impacted my dating life a little bit, like it's nice to be able to have a connection with someone that you know is strong enough that, you know, you don't have to be doing fancy things or, you know, huge activities to connect. So I guess to summarise, you know, the dating world's always changing and it's a great sign to hear that online dating is becoming more normal. Yeah. And I guess I'm happy to hear, you know, that we can find ways to adapt and change with it. Yeah, and I feel like at the end of the day, there's always going to be different ways to connect with others and you just have to go with it. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, and terrifying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So do you feel like you've learned something? Yeah. Yeah? I feel like, you know, I thought I had a good game plan, but I guess I know fuck all. No, I feel like you've definitely got the groundings for a good game plan, but I think, like, it is nice to hear from, you know... It's nice to hear from your perspective the way that guys think and plan dates and everything. And I feel like... Yeah, it's great to hear from your perspective as well because, you know, at the end of the day, I can only really get as much information from a guy's perspective. You know, mm-hmm. I can, I've can i got my guy mates. We can speak and try to understand the female's mind, but you can only understand a female's mind from a female. At the end of the day, that's what we're trying to do here. Is yeah, we're just trying, trying to, to learn that. something for each other. Everybody, like, if we can learn something and understand something about the opposite gender... Yeah. I'll be happy. Yeah, I'd call this a win. (laughs) (laughs) All 
right, guys, I think we're going to wrap it up there. Thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure you give us a follow on Instagram. Our Instagram is the bougie and the bogan. Um, and feel free to comment any kind of suggestions that you have for future potties or anything you want us to discuss or even any questions. I think one of our goals over the next couple of episodes, as we kind of get to know you guys and you guys get to know us, is to start incorporating some question and answer sessions at the end of each episode. So we'd love to hear from you about those. Yeah, and just honestly, just hit us up with whatever you want. Just keep the comments coming. We love to hear them. All right, guys, we'll see you next episode. See ya. Bye.